Welcome to the Upper Left Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Anderson. Make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes or your podcast application of choice. Uh, Be sure to leave us a review if you feel so inclined as well. And thank you, as always, for your support. Today on the show, we are bringing on Dan LaBird. Dan is an extremely good friend of mine and has experience working in professional sports as a strength and conditioning coach for over 10 years now. I met Dan while I was working with the Buffalo Bills in 2016, and ever since then, uh, we've always kept in touch and in contact. He's been a huge influence on my life and my training Um, just witnessing some of the training that he subjected himself to while I was working for the Bills was truly inspirational. He's run in 10 Ironman events. He's competed in countless bodybuilding, powerlifting, and Olympic weightlifting uh, competitions. And in my opinion, he truly embodies uh, what a strength coach is all about and practices what he preaches every single day to elite athletic populations. This was an incredible conversation getting into the mind of someone who's competed in endurance sports at an extremely high level. Um, And then we also talked about how that kind of translates over to the uh, coaching realm and how his training has impacted uh, his coaching and relationships with athletes. Thanks again for listening, and here is Dan LaBird. All right, Dan, thanks so much for coming on. Um, Obviously, we go way back, and and I remember when I first started started working for you back in Buffalo, uh, just some of the things you did in terms of like your training and the things you were competing for and, and, and all that. I, I remember like still to this day, I think I train hard because I watched you train in Buffalo. And I just, I just wanted to kind of bring you on and, uh, and just have you attest to just the power of the human spirit to just keep on working out no matter what happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially in these times, right? Shoot. I'm glad I got, I'm glad we actually get a chance to talk about this topic. It's fun. It's fun to, you know, to, to talk about like inspiration and, and, and just drive and, and learning, you know? Yeah. So just so, take, take everyone through kind of all the things you've competed in over the last like 10 to 15 yeah. years of your career while you're coaching and oh, raising man. a family kind of go into that real quick. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess, you know, I guess it probably starts with, with Ironman. Um, and, and part of that, you know, so strength and conditioning, uh, you know, with, with the bills, um, and the Western New York community that if those things, first of all, give you a great platform to be able to partake in, in a number of fun activities, um, uh, in particular, uh, triathlons and Brian Mormon was, he's the first, he's actually the person that introduced me to triathlons. And I, I'd, oh, I had an interest um, from, from in doing that kind of like competition ever since I was young. So when, when he'd asked me to do it, I think it was 2009. Yeah, 2009. Brian Mormon asked me, hey, like, I'd love for you to participate in this, you know, Punt Foundation that was his organization. Uh, we're doing this triathlon, you know, downtown Buffalo. I'm like, yeah, you know, like, let's, let's do it. You know, like I'm, I'm totally down to do that. And, and, you know, we get there and I'm, and I'm going through and he's like, you know, you have to swim and indoors. I'm like, all right, that's cool. You know, like, I, I think I can, and I'm not, but Jack, I can do that. Jack, I, I had not swam in years, years. I tell you that, like I, I, it was probably like high school 
where I'd, I'd probably, you know, swam maybe 50 yards or so. So I got in the pool and I'm thinking <laughs> I could breaststroke or freestyle. And we started going. I'm like the last person to get in the water. And it took me, it was a, it must have been maybe 300 meter swim. It took me damn near 20 minutes to complete. I mean, I was holding on. I was, and so that was my first, you know, triathlon experience. I'm in there for 20 minutes in the water. And I finally get out and I get on a bike and I'm, I'm, I feel great on the bike. I'm crushing the bike and I'm crushing the run. I'm actually, I managed to catch up to a decent, you know, decent level. Um, and I finished the race and it, it was, it was fun. It was, there's a lot of camaraderie. Um, and Brian, uh, in his humorous race gives me, uh, a special gift like floaties, uh, <laughs> as a prize towards the end of, uh, the triathlon. And so, you know, from that experience, it, you know, I, 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 I fell in love like right away, you know, there's, there's, there's an opportunity to, to learn, to be better at something. And, uh, there's just a competitive feel, I think, that's a bit different in, in those type of sports, um, those kind of endurance sports. It's, it's, you're not only racing like against other people, but you're like, you're racing somehow in a weird way against yourself, you know? And, uh, you know, I felt it and I was in love with it. And from there on, it just kind of opened my eyes to a number of like opportunities. But again, I have to, you know, Buffalo, you know, you, you asked, you asked a really good question about like, what is it, you know, like, how do you, how do you sort of, how were you able to manage a number of those sports? Like it, a lot of it goes to the Western New York community because you have, there is a, there's a, there's a bodybuilding community there. There's a powerlifting community there. Uh, there's a triathlon community there. There's a running community there. And uh, you know, the Western New York community too is, is also very, the very personal um, and, and there's a lot of, uh, there's, there's more of an intimate environment. I think when you get out of that, you start noticing that, you know, it, it can, it's a very special place and, and it really gives you the avenue to, to explore. And so I, that's exactly what I did. I, I just, man, I, I just started exploring. I explored bodybuilding, I explored powerlifting and I explored triathlons. And, you know, whenever I explore things, man, I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm doing it to the best of my ability. So you had the, the chance of, of seeing me in, in some really, some focused moments, you know? So that's, that's probably the best intro I could give for, for how those things came about. Yeah. I'll never forget when I was, when I was interning there for you guys. And um, I see you come like out of the, the, like the, the cafeteria area and you've got like, just, just boiled eggs, like more boiled eggs than anyone can be allowed to carry. And I was like, what is this guy doing? Like, what is his deal? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm sure it's, again, like the resources, you know, like you've got these chefs, you've got the, the you know, I was like, I'm going to take advantage of, of the opportunity to be able to, to build a better me and, 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 and test myself. So it was, it was fun. It was fun. There was a lot of, uh, there were a number of lessons to be, to be learned from it. And, and, you know, I, I, credit to you guys, you know, like you guys always kept me conscious of the fact that, you know, like, Dan, you're, you're, you're getting a little out of control and we need you back, you know, more conscious about like what's taking place at work. I'm over here, like, you know, checking how many ounces my eggs are. It's like, Dan, like there are players that also need to be, <laughs> their ounces need to be checked out as well. Too. Oh so gosh. Was, but, you know, interesting. That's, that's the other aspect I kept on telling guys about too is, you know, we're in a really fun business where, where we get 
you know, if you're living that kind of active lifestyle, like, you get to share that with athletes. And, and part of the reason for me was what the driving factor for me was like, I want to be able to learn and share a perspective, you know? So like bodybuilding was really interesting because you talk about like, you know, I have a lot of respect for those guys who do professionally, you know, when they go for, for prep week, you know, the control, the discipline uh, to get within, you know, to, to get to that, that lean state is, is huge, you know? And I mean, I think it speaks to, uh, you know, just the amount of, of discipline that goes into that kind of sport. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious about this. So you, so you started with that triathlon and then from that you start going into all these other disciplines and competitions or was were you already like bodybuilding before that and stuff? No, I, I'd say bodybuilding came, came soon after. It was, it first started off with, with, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I had a wrestling background, so, you know, they're, they're, you know, you're always looking to get lean anyways. Um, and, and in some point, you know, at some point you really start understanding a little bit more about like what bodybuilders do from a, a nutrition standpoint in terms of, you know, preparation or meal preparation. So, um, some of that carried over from my wrestling days and that's, that's a huge foundation. Uh, for my own upbringing. So, um, you know, I, I would say there's a lot of carryover there, but, you know, in terms of in the West of New York, New York area, um, it started off first with, with the triathlon and then the racing community there, you know, the, the, the Western New York running followed by uh, bodybuilding, powerlifting, and then, you know, the, the, the tough mutters and all those things that you get a chance to to, to do when during the summer times when you finally see some sun in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for that, that brief two week window where you get some, yes. <laughs> dude, it snowed there last week. I heard. Oh man. That's what I heard. I don't it, know. It, that's, that's, that's not a surprise. That's not a surprise. <laughs> we know this. We know it was like, yeah. May, you're not in the clear until it's July. So, and even then you gotta stay, you know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta keep conscious. It might no. be around the window. Um, you never know. So for you, which did, which of the disciplines uh, did you enjoy the best or feel that you were like most predisposed to succeeding in? Um, I don't know. Maybe there wasn't one. I, I did, I just, which did you kind of prefer and have, see the most success with? Yeah. For, for triathlon, definitely running. I mean, uh, I think, you know, it's funny too, because like I used to get a lot of, <laughs> I used to get a lot of slack from a lot of strength coaches for, for having this such, this, this kind of a love affair with, with long distance type of activities. They're like, well, what are you doing, man? We're gonna eat chicken, you know, steak, potatoes and, and lift heavy weights. Like you can't can't flirt with this this long distance running thing. But I've I've you know I was built to run run long distance. I think uh, I you know from either from a genetic standpoint, from a body type, uh, you know, a number of other factors. I've I've always had a, a, a talent in in long distance running and so when it's fun and when you can succeed at it you you, you tend to be drawn to yeah. it and uh <laughs> yeah i you know uh that's probably part of the reason why i probably i probably kept i kept running and 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 sort of exploring this this whole triathlon piece but certainly that was the my strongest discipline and by swimming was by far the worst part for me 
Yeah, dude, I still don't think I can swim, to be honest with you. Um, uh, like, I mean, yeah. I, could, I could do it. It's just not good. It's, it'd be like you with the 300-meter swim. It'd be the same story. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so if you were to get in the water, though, is, is, is there like, you think you'd be able to survive 300 oh, meters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But I can't freestyle without, without it. Touching I just anything go, or holding on to? No, I wouldn't have to hold on to anything. It would literally be like this, uh, though. I'd be doing underwater one of these numbers. Like I can't freestyle <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> oh man. I, I, I get, kid you not. I feel like I thought I was able to, to survive. Like I wasn't even, it wasn't even survivor mode. 50 meters was like a mile to me, but you know, and, and the good thing about it, like Jags, I end up learning to swim 2.4 miles with that holding on, you know, like that, that's, that for me, like changed the game. It changed the game completely. You know, yeah, when, you're so, able, when you're not able to swim 50 meters without holding on, and then you know, through whatever will you have, you're able to to swim 2.4 miles. Like that, that just changes the game. Like you look at life. I felt like I was Neo. I was like, all right, I, <laughs> I am the one, and I, 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 I now see the world as zero <laughs> as, as you know binomial numbers uh you know i can pull i can you know i can make make the jump within one leap it, it was it, it changed the game completely you're, so, you're telling Nothing me you tell you're telling me you know kung fu that's what you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> i just need to you know just talk to you talk to some some guys real quick just get it inputted inputted and and, and we're good yeah no it, it yeah it just felt like nothing nothing in life felt like like hard work was not going to be uh was not was not going to allow me to 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 get to that certain goal it, it just nothing felt and, and i hate to be cliche nothing felt impossible it, it yeah you know that there was like impossible just felt like a was was a non-existent term to me anymore it was just well like what are you doing you know specifically prepare and that's that's the crazy thing about triathlons too is you'll get there and jack i mean you're like i, I by no means i, I don't want to call myself like a, a you know a really successful triathlete uh, ironman triathlete you know like i'm average when you and when you get there you're thinking it's such a humbling sport you'll get there and you'll see like you know some of the older population like just crushing you you know in the swim crushing you the bike um but Again, it, it's it's this idea that nothing is impossible. You you can you can. I I, I think it's such a great <laughs> motto for them because you know when you do finish, you're like, wow, you know, you're really the human spirit is capable of quite a bit. So. Yeah, that's that. You know, I wish I had that kind of human spirit because I can't even tell you the last time I ran two point four miles, let alone <laughs> swam two point four miles. So. <laughs> I am not built for for that kind of stuff, but um, <laughs> but um, yeah. I so when you're doing this, were you kind of like going through phases of I'm training bodybuilding now. Now I'm going to go train for this. Now I'm going to go train for this. Or were you yeah. just kind of mixing it all in as you went? Like, how are you? What was yeah. your approach? Uh, that's a good question. I I so I tried mixing all of them together. Um thinking that, you know, I was like, oh, well, you know, the way I would look at it was, you know, during the winter period, I don't have as much access to, 
training outside. So that's going to be a period where, you know, it's going to be bodybuilding prep as soon as we get into the May period. So I'd go 16 weeks of, of, you know, uh, a heavy focus on, on diet um, and exercise to lean out uh, for, you know, uh, a bodybuilding show. Um, and, and prior to that, it, you know, focusing from November to, to December or so, um, heavy lifting and, and, and trying to increase both lean mass um, and strength, knowing that, you know, I'm going I'm to lean out going into uh, the March-May period. So about 16 weeks I would give myself to, to lean out. And then I'd start competing in shows. And then I'd get down to a, a weight that I felt was really good for me to compete at um, from a triathlon standpoint. I'd start increasing my volume. And, and the way, you know, I'd use conditioning to kind of help me build my load for the, the, the stress of, of triath or triathlon distance running. And, and it worked, it worked. Um, I think it worked to give me sort of average results. Um, you know, I'd say the best, my, my success was, was greater when I, I focused the entire year on one particular sport or one discipline, you know, rather than try to mix all, all you know, you know, I tried doing powerlifting, <laughs> bodybuilding. It was my goal to do those things. I was going to do a powerlifting competition, a bodybuilding competition, a triathlon competition, a marathon, a half marathon, all in one year, you know. And, you know, uh, partially successful in, in doing some of those things, but not without, like, paying, paying the price either by not performing as well as I should have um, or by, like, sustaining, you know, uh, you know, some chronic injuries, you know, through – that period of time, you know? Um, so yeah, I did try to mix it, mix it together. I learned that there was some, some good things you can do, but ultimately, you know, my lesson, the lesson I learned uh, from that experience was focus on one thing um, and try to be, you know, choose something, you know, like what makes you the most happy, choose it, continue. If you, you can, you can sample and I, and I, I certainly recommend people sampling because it gives them perspective. I think you and I have talked about range before, David Epstein. Um, I think that's where that comes into play. But uh, ultimately, once you've, you've sampled, man, just take whatever you've learned from some of those other disciplines and, and make, you know, your passion uh, and, and that sport that you enjoy even better. Yeah, you certainly have some range too, man. Like I remember, I think this was prior to me meeting you, but we had talked about it some, just the, the body transformations you went through, like, like weren't at one point yeah. you, like your your normal weight's like what what do you usually uh i usually hover around like 180 uh but you got up to like 220 one time didn't you yeah yeah just like just just over like 210 um and i felt awful <laughs> i mean i put up a lot of weight i put up a lot of weight but oh man you know like i felt awful i felt awful you know it wasn't that but that's, you know, like you learn, you know, that that's the, the good thing about it is like, all right, I wanted to see how heavy I could get and how strong I can get and how much weight I could put on. And, uh, you know, four plates on each side, you know, four, four or five was doing that for reps is great. You know, uh, I've got some bursitis, you know, that, that lingers because of it. But, uh, you know, I was, I was able to do that. But to be honest, man, I just didn't feel good. I didn't, yeah. you know, like I. But again, you know, it, it gave me an opportunity to understand, like, you know, the way, 
the the relationship between weight eating um and, and strength numbers so. yeah yeah well and then and then too i mean you look at even like in the nfl for example you got so many linemen that lose 60 yeah. pounds 70 pounds when they're done playing and i mean you can't like i can't even imagine because i i did something similar last year where i've never been a real big guy but i got up to 200 last year just going hard for the first like i would say 16 months out of the year or 16 months 16 weeks out of the year and uh, got to like 200 i was really strong like probably easily the strongest i've ever been but then you go out to like move around and be athletic and i'm like i can't move it i'm, I'm already not athletic i'm like now i can't move at all like, you know, like. i know it's funny and you just feel lethargic you feel like you know you're, you're getting up through the day it's just you know like things are just harder it was it was weird i felt like i was taxing my body throughout the day you know like i just didn't like the feeling and so I, again you know that you mentioned a really good point i was talking to uh and people don't know this jack and you have an insight onto this i'm glad you mentioned that but we got a chance to see how hard those football players work just to maintain the mass you know like i think there is this this misnomer, this misconception, at least, that like football players come in and they they're they're born that way, or or you know that it's it's not easy for them to to just keep that mass on, like they just keep it, you know, and and when the season's over, maybe they get a little bit bigger. Now it's it some guys it works quite opposite, like they have they have to do a number of things just to be able to maintain their weight, and when the season is over and when they do retire. They thin up, you know, so it's, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. I had, um, I had Lorenzo on the other day and that was reverse, right? I mean, he started his career as, what was he like three ten or something? And then he, Jesus. he, and when he said he had a hard time keeping it down. Right. So like once he got down to that two forty, he said it was a chore for him to stay that low because he naturally wanted to be two seventy. you know, that dude, that dude impresses me so much. I, know, I, know. I was so, I was so glad he had him on, on as, as a, as a guest, because like you talk about drive, you know, like who comes in as a D tackle and then comes out, you know, to 240, you know, like it doesn't, I don't know if it works that way. It's usually the opposite. It's like you're coming in as a linebacker and it's like, all right, well, you know, you're probably, you probably want to put on more weight to, you know, maybe you're going to play on the inside, you know, like, uh, I've to hear his story and to see the, the multitude of positions he played, man. Like, yeah, that that's that's perspective right there. I know that's range. I know, yeah, that's that's just insane, man. Yeah, and then we're over here just yeah. like, hey, I uh, I ran a marathon once, but you didn't just run one marathon, <laughs> dude. Can you please like we're gonna talk about the Ironmans in a minute? Can you please like give me a count of how many? I mean, you might have lost track at this point. How many marathons? Uh, okay, you know what? Hold on, time out before you tell everyone this. I'm going to tell everyone the time about the time where you went to go guide the blind guy in the Buffalo marathon for a half marathon. <laughs> and then you were supposed to let someone else take over. And then you randomly decided you were just going to finish the fucking marathon. <laughs> I, I felt obligated, you know, like, uh, I felt like it was going to be a good opportunity for me to be able to, to help this guy. And I felt good, you know, like that's the thing, you know, sometimes in his races, you know, especially those kind of endurance races, uh, you you'll think you'll go through it and you'll think uh you know you, you feel really good and you're you're capable for whatever reason the training you've done like gives you so much more um ability to be able to go go farther and so you you end up doing things that you're like like far more 
you know, uh, far greater than, than you had expected. And that was, that felt great. I felt great. So, so yeah, how many, was, how many have you done then? How many marathons? Oh man, I, I actually don't know. So I, I'm on this, I'm on this thing called Athlink and it keeps track and I'm actually trying to see what, what, uh, the, the score is right now. It keeps track of all the, the races that I've done, um, and the miles that I've, I've gone through. So I want to say it's, it's over, uh, certainly over a hundred races. You still there? Yeah. 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 It's over a hundred races, but I think over. 1500 miles of running goodness gracious thus far completed so, <laughs> oh my gosh that's crazy and then how many how many iron mans have you done that's that's i can't remember exactly uh so 10 iron man events um i think six of them are full iron mans four are uh half iron mans and then yeah you know sort of a talk to the wife an agreement to, to do two Ironmans every year until I, I, you know, I call it quit. Um, and she's all for it, except, you know, this year, obviously not going to be able to, I felt good this year too, man. Oh, really? So great. But, um, yeah, I thought, I felt like I was going to sort of focus on, uh, on half marathon, half Ironmans more so like I feel like more competitive, uh, in shorter distance, full Ironmans, man, are, are, they're a chore and, and, and you really gotta, it, it's, it's a social, it's a social challenge too. Like you don't get a chance to have much of a life. You're, you're constantly training. Um, it's a, it's a family sacrifice as well. Um, and that's not something I wanted to do. Yeah. I love my kids. I, I love spending time with them. So half Ironman seem like a really somewhat, you know, uh, I'm able to manage, but still a little bit more competitive training. Um, and, and, and something that, you know, you at least can put the, the, the I am and hear Dave Scott's voice and put the, the 70.3 in the back of your car, you know? So it, it, it's some of those things, like, that's what, you know, you, you get a chance to, to, to look, to look forward to at least when you're, when you're preparing for it. So, so yeah. when, you, when you've done yeah. these before, I'm kind of curious, like, have you, you talked about how, like, you know, that day with the, with guy and the blind guy, like you just felt it, you were on, you were good. Have you ever like gone into one of these where yeah. you're just like flat and you're like, holy crap, this is going to be a chore. Dude. Great question. That's, you know, so I read up on this, um, again, like humbling sport for me, uh, still very much novice, like still love to hear about, uh, you know, athletes who are, you know, crushing it. And, uh, that's the beauty of it. Like there's such a rich learning experience that you can gain. And there, there's just some absolute, absolute machine, uh, when it comes to like the sport of triathlon, um, and, and in particular, Ironman. Um, and, and that's, that's pretty common where, where, where athletes overtrain even on, and they're not ready, uh, come race day. Um, and so there's, there's a, there's a real effort for people, for people to focus on, on making sure that they, they recover well right before uh, they race. And I mean, not only just week, a week beforehand, but weeks, weeks, months beforehand, like making sure that there's a, a decrease in volume. Because at the end, you know, when you feel good, Jack, like 
when you feel like, oh man, I, like I'm feeling great. Ironman is coming up in you know, six weeks or so. Like I'm, I'm down on my body weight. I'm crushing my times. There's this real desire. It's like, well, you know, this is a time like I think I can get even better or, you know, I think I could even crush it even more. Why don't you just ramp it up? Like, or, you know, sometimes you can be a bit behind. You're like, well, I'm not where I want to be. So instead of cooling it down, you know, there's just so much that goes into it. Um, and, and it's never the same. It's always, it, it is always different. Your, you know, your, your, your family life changes, your, you know, the demands of work change. And so those things play a role into how you prepare. And sometimes you try to make up for, you know, the challenges that you have in your training. Um, and you do get up, you do get to race date feeling underwhelmed or may not, maybe, maybe you're going through the race, the race itself and, and you're not hitting your times and that happens. Um, and that's the beauty of the sport too, is, uh, you know, it all comes down to that particular date, how you feel, uh, you know, like what the weather's like, you know, oh man, I've been, I've been fortunate. I have not had like downpours, you know, I think, or, or like horrid weather circumstances. I have never blown a tire during uh, a race, which is, God, man, that's, I think that's a fortune in of itself. But well, I'm not handy, so I'd be yeah. screwed. I'd be like, someone uh, fix my tire. All please. Those, like, <laughs> <laughs> those things, man, I always feel bad when I see riders on the side, like busted tire, uh, you know, chain derails or just completely, you know, you know, whatever can go wrong on a bike. So, yeah, it, it's a good question. And, you know, it's, it isn't just Ironman. It's like, it's, it's every sport, right? But uh, some sports you can, all right, I felt bad today. Like I'll have an opportunity to come back. Some of these guys, and we're talking about the Olympics now, you know, them, them shifting. I feel bad about that. I feel, I feel like, I feel, I, I feel for those guys, those people who are, you know, like I, I go on a year and say, I want to, you know, next year I want to do two Ironmans. Like, okay, you know, it's not going to matter. I'm like, I'm not, a, but for some of these Olympians who are looking to, we're looking to this year and even 2021, that may change, you know, you know, to be perfect on that particular date takes so much strategy, you know, for those things for you, you're, you, you often think about what could change on that particular day for, for the date to change. That's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, I, dude, I, I'm blown away by this. It's, I'm glad we're talking about this because I was thinking about it the other day because I've been doing, so I've been doing a lot of sprint work. I just like to, it's kind of my, my thing that I've gravitated towards. I'm by no means yeah. amazing at it or anything, but it's just something I love doing. And um, there are just some days, man, where you just, even no matter how well prepared you were, you slept well, you, you, you did what you were supposed to do the day before, you know, you have no stressors going on. You, everything's perfect. And you go out there and you are just flat. Like, yeah. it's just crazy. And I can't imagine someone where the stakes matter. Like for me, it doesn't matter. I'm just like, oh, oh I'll do it again tomorrow. You know, <laughs> it's not a big deal. But like the stakes are so high for some of these guys. And just, you do everything right. And there's some days you just, just doesn't work for you. It's just craziness. Yeah. And then there's the opposite, right? Where it's like, you feel like you didn't do much right? You're not like the, you know, when I was leading, um, leading the blind runner, I didn't feel like I, I didn't really prepare all that well. In fact, I didn't sleep all that well before I even, you know, uh, went to the race. Uh, and you feel great. You feel like you can PR. It's, it's wild. Uh, sometimes how those things can, 
can take place. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right with that. It's wild. I do, I do dig. No, I do dig your sprint training. Like I'm actually taking, you know, stuff away from that quite a bit. I, I, I enjoy seeing some of the technical points you post up there. So keep doing that. Thanks, even man. If, uh, even if, it, if, if you don't feel like you're, you're, you're up to it, like, there are some viewers who are probably like, I need Jack to be up to it today. I need him. Even if he's flat, I still need to take some points away. <laughs> even if he's not looking, you know, as crisp as Usain Bolt. We still need some, some, easy, some easy. Things that we need. <laughs> Just saying, you know, there's always an opportunity for 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 somebody to learn. So we definitely need it from you, man. Yeah, no, man. It's it's been a lot of fun. Um, uh, just learning some stuff. Like I feel like a lot of times, a lot of the strength coaches that talk about speed, they say the same stuff, and I don't think it's bad stuff, but. I was just fortunate to be around this guy at Darien Bar up in Sacramento a couple times the past few years or past few months. And he just the way he approaches it is so much more of a like play, PE, here's a skill, go do it, now go run. And oh, look, that skill stuck because we weren't drilling things. It was just more this casual learning environment where we're having fun. Like it's just been tremendous for me. Like I've just picked up so much from it. Mm -hmm. And and from someone that comes from a background where we see like rigid structured training all the time and, and a lot of mechanical tension in the weight room and all that stuff, just to get out and do all this, I think this has been amazing. Like, and if anybody out there has been fretting over losing training time during quarantine, you missed out, man. Well, unless you live in Buffalo, it was snowing. I'm here in California. It was nice and sunny. Like you missed out because there's a lot of cool <laughs> stuff you could be doing out here. So. <clears throat> yeah. 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 You know, it's, I, I, I like it, you know, it, and, and, and you've mentioned something that's really good, even for, for the individuals that are not necessarily on, uh, you know, this, this might sound counter to my own principles, but I do think there's a real value in doing things like, you know, sprinting on, on, on the field, you know, and, and you know, for, for guys who are not accustomed to land-based running, you know, some of your hockey athletes, uh, you know, we always talked about it the value of, of that transfer and just being exposed to that, how much, not only maybe, maybe not as, as much technically, you know, uh, a transfer to what they do on, 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 on the ice, but, but even just how good you feel, you know, and I'm sure the, the California weather has a lot to do with that with, in your circumstances. But even then, I think, you know, like there's, there's an, a, a great value in, in being able to do something. I think that's fundamental, like sprinting. Um, and, and, and I think that the, the relationship it has to, to, to providing you tools for improving athleticism is, is tremendous. So I think it's a really good tool for strength coaches to understand, you know, to, to at least visit and, and just keep in the back of your mind as you're, as you're going through uh, your own training methodologies. Yeah. And I, I think that's why I've always loved talking to you because I think we both love to tinker and work on things and, and, and I've, from what I've seen for you, and then I know for myself, like we're always bringing it back to our athletes in some way, you know, like, I feel like even the fact that you can yeah. say you've done this with an athlete, like it gives you more credibility. You are walking the walk and, and doing things that a lot, not a lot of people are willing to do. Um, and, and I know I would imagine you could say you could disagree if not, but I, I would imagine most of the athletes you've worked with, like really respect that. Yeah, no, we, I, I will say that, I do enjoy the fact that I've been able to go back 
you know, and there are a lot of guys who talk about, you know, how many athletes have you, you know, have you talked to you about like, oh, Dan, I just want to do some abs so I can just look really lean. You know, what do you think about this nutritional, you know, avenue? And then, you know, like if when you're getting ready for prep week and you're getting on stage and, and you know, you're, you're shredded, but yet you're bogged down by the fact that you've got no, you know, limited carbs within your system. Like you're, you're completely depleted. Um, and despite the fact that you've, you replenish your glycogen stores, um, you know, the fact that you've gone weeks and weeks without having, you know, consistent carbohydrates in your diet, um, if, if that's the methodology that you chose, you know, you can, you can share that with the app and be like, you know, they may, they may look great, but I don't know that they feel great. You know, when we're looking at some of these guys who are, you know, who are on stage, um, and, and having the, the opportunity to, be able to share that perspective. This just helps me. I mean, I still want to rely on, on research and evidence, but uh, having the opportunity to be able to tie those two things together, the experience and the evidence is, is, is valuable for me, for sure. Um, uh, what, what would you mm-hmm. recommend to kind of to some, I mean, we get, mostly coaches are listening to this. And I think uh, the, just, I know I've learned a tremendous amount from you just from, from a training perspective. What would you recommend to them? I think we've kind of already touched on like the range aspect and all that stuff, but just, just for themselves as they develop personally on their, their own stuff, just so they get better at their craft when they, when they bring it to the weight room floor. Man, that's, you know, that's a tough one for me. Like, uh, I would hate to, to say anything because I think all of us have something different. Like I look at you for, for instance, you know, like I didn't know you were going to go into the sprint area, you know, like, and you're, you're super passionate about it. And I don't, I don't think I've ever mentioned anything about sprint in the past you know so i i think i think all of us have some sort of direction like something that that brings us that that we have an interest in you know if we're in the 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 field of strength and conditioning and and i would just say like take it farther if you can you know like don't be afraid for you personally take it farther you know uh compete if you can uh go go beyond just the literature try it on yourself like uh, and, and if it's, if you're that passionate about it too, like try to even go farther, you know, as far as you can with, within that sort of direction and, and be the expert. I thought that was be the expert of that particular thing. Um, and, and if you're having a hard time, you know, figuring that out, like just think about what makes you the most happy, you know, and, and go, go the extra mile with it to the point where, you know, uh, you start, you start stressing yourself stuff uh, uh, about it a little bit i think i think that's a that's a good sort of direction um for for some guys who are interested in in and in, you know uh learning more about uh, uh a particular area within this field like i i would hate to say do this or do that that's just my perspective i don't want to you know like i i want people to follow their own path and and go down their own rabbit holes because there are so many rabbit holes dude and those rabbit holes go down so far, you know, and uh, there, there's just a lot of, I talked about, you know, this idea of com- complex um, systems. Like I'm beginning to realize there's so much complexity in a number of the things that we use um, in regards to training that if you focus on just one area, you know, I think you can spend your entire career trying to become an expert in that area and may not even ever come close. So. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's beautiful, though. You, you summed up perfectly. I mean, I think the, the theme of this conversation has been exploring and digging and finding out. And I think that's the other part of it. You know, I, I hate, and I'm not dissing what you're saying here, I hate when somebody says, do what makes you happy. Okay, well, that's great. But when we're early on in our careers, we might not have a, perce a real perception of what it is we're interested in or what makes us happy. So we have to go through kind of this rigorous digging process to get there. Um, and I love, I love that concept. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you and I, I think, have both done that to a large extent um, in our careers. And it's, I think it's made a big difference. I mean, whenever I've talked to you, I know you're, you're very, you know, we all have our struggles, but you're very happy in what you're doing right now. And I'm, you know, very happy in what I'm doing right now. And, and I think yeah. it's easy for us to say, do what makes you happy now because we're happy. But I think the, the grind to get there sometimes isn't always happy. And we have to dig and experience no. and through unpleasant things sometimes to figure it out, you know? No. Yeah. That's, that's a, it's a powerful statement towards the end too. Uh, you know, like I never, I'll never forget uh, this guy, Clint Bruce, who came in and spoke to us. Uh, I've shared this with a number of people, but the question he'd ask is like, I'm not interested about, you know, you went to a, a, a room full of draft pick, high draft picks, uh, very talented individuals at the highest level of their craft. And he said, I'm not interested in your trophies. Tell me about your scars. You know, because you'll I'll learn more about you by by knowing your scars, and that there is so much truth to that, man. Like, you know, for all of us who are dealing with difficult times, you know, or challenging times, especially now, like in some weird way, man, like embrace it, embrace it, because uh, you'll find that probably that you're able to take away something even greater from it because of it, you know, because of because of that challenge, you know, so. No, I love that, man. Um, before I let you go, anything you want to, uh, you know, any, anything you want to, uh, I guess, just kind of talk about in terms of yourself, any, any Instagram projects, social media you want to pitch out there for people to find you or you, you want to keep it on the down low? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't know that I want to promote myself too much. I do, I do want to promote definitely you and, and this supper upper left podcast though for sure i, I love <laughs> i'm getting my uh my my football like coaching deal here it's 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 interesting to see you know your development your growth um and i always talk about like strength and conditioning as being this this really sort of like small community and it is it really is but I remember when I sat in front of you, like, I, and I'll say this again, you know, like I was like, a little worried. You're coming from this, this, this background. I was like, I don't know that he's going to want to continue. This is, this is a challenging field. You know, and I've shared that with you many times, but it's not, it's not a, you know, it, it's not an, I don't want to say an idea, but it's not, it's certainly not walking apart. It, this is a field that, you know, you, you end up learning to have a little bit of thick skin um, just because, it, it, it's it's a roller coaster and and I, I remember sitting down in front of you and thinking to myself like I, I don't know considering the background but you had passion and I could see that and and for you to to, to combine your talents you know I think I'm excited to see what you're doing now and uh the growth and also I think the future for you man I, I just I think uh it's, it's fun to be able to see the people and you, you're going to have the same experiences too. I'm sure you probably have the same experiences, 
people you made in contact with, you know, like it's just, it's fun to see like growth. It's just fun to see uh, people getting really good at, at their own careers and then taking something that you have an interest in and, 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 and seeing them sort of grow in that area. Like that's, that's just a cool thing, you know? So it's, it's fun to, for us to see, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's fun for me to be able to witness your own uh, development and, and, and career growth uh, as you go through this field, as, as well as a number of other people that I've had the, the opportunity to work with. So well, definitely want to promote upper left and, <laughs> and, and the, many, the many talents you have going, going forward in transportation. So. Hey, and I, I thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And I'll never, honestly, like I've never forgotten the chance you gave me. Uh, Cause I knew, I knew coming into, uh, into that meeting that you had your doubts and um, I, I wasn't like, I'm going to prove him wrong. I was just like, I'm just going to be me and see what happens. And, and the fact that you saw that, cause you weren't wrong. Cause there's a passion here about this. You weren't wrong. And that, that really means a lot to hear. So I appreciate it. And thank you for all you've done for me. I mean, you've, you really, Absolutely. honestly, like, I don't think I'd probably be where I am now or, or the guy I am today if it wasn't for you. So I really appreciate that, man. Oh, man. Appreciate it. Of course, man. All right. We can't get too sappy here, though. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, seriously, let's, let's try to edit that one out, man. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, thank you so much for the time. And, um, of course, Absolutely. best of luck to you and the fam getting through this whole coronavirus. Hopefully we come out the other side bigger. And, and um, seriously. 